Hello, Hello murder, murder freaks. freaks. Woo! Back with another episode. Yes. This is a tale as old as crime. I'm Melissa. I'm Tara. And we are bringing to you episode two mm-hmm. of Dorothy Dorothea Puente. Yes. Um, which is going to be a three-parter. <laughs> yeah. Once I really got into it, I realized that. It uh, needs to be longer than two parts. Is this bitch crazy? Yeah. I love when we do that. When we get into something and then all of a sudden we're like texting each other and go, um, so by the way, <laughs> uh, we're going to be a three episode. Yes. On our this first one. three parter. Which it is what it is. I mean, that's what makes the podcast, right? right? You end up finding more stuff about the person that we're talking about. Exactly. Why not? Go down some rabbit holes. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to do that. I like doing it. <laughs> and then hopefully dream well the night after. Yeah, right. Um, but before we get into that, we want to obviously chit-chat for a minute like mm-hmm. we usually do. Um, Tara and I have kind of been separated by distance and sickness for yep. the last couple of weeks, so we're over the sickness. Yes. Thank Don't goodness. Don't mind me if I cough or anything because... Still dying in that capacity, but <laughs> I think this whole pandemic, everything going on when we had to shelter and like six feet, I think all uh-huh. of our immune systems kind of got wrecked. Right. And so like any tiny little thing that happens, you're like, oh God, I'm dying. I know. I hadn't been <laughs> sick in like two years and then I got sick twice in like two months. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's just, it's the immune system. Like. Yeah. We grew up as 90s babies right. eating dirt cakes yeah. and playing outside barefoot constantly. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever remember being sick except for yeah. the chicken pox. And then yeah. now that we're older, it's like... And I literally wear a mask everywhere. Like, I don't I don't even know. Yeah. So... Oh, I got sick. We, we both got a little bit of sick, thankfully, recovering. Back yes. at it, recording. And um, a few things to mention before we move on to the episode... Um, first thing I want to talk about is an article I read and then we want to mention something else on kind of like Mm -hmm. the sadder side of things. Not going to dive deep into this article. So I just want to put it out there. And if anybody wants to do their own research on it, go ahead. It's very interesting. But the, it was released by the New York Post. So I think they're a pretty credible source. Definitely. Um, scientists reveal new most dangerous personality types. We're talking about this because we talk about true crime and we talk about serial killers. And one of the fascinating things about serial killers is um, what makes them tick. Like, why they do the things that they do. What drives them. That's why they're so fascinating. Right? So, this article, a new dangerous character trait dubbed dark empathy, has been identified by scientists, but do you possess it? You know, question mark. I don't think anybody we know personally (laughs) possesses it. Hopefully not. But when we were reading further into the article, we were making connections with, like, the well-known serial killers. Mm -hmm. Gary Ridgway, Ted Bundy. Yep. Um, We covered Israel Keys at one point in time. Uh, One of the things that is in the article, it says... Hold on, sorry. Reading as I go. But that they did a data... They did a study on a thousand individuals um, and came up with the conclusion that they found a traditional dark triad group with low scores and empathy. And then they also found a group that tested higher. Um, 
part of it was more saying that you can be a narcissist but still have empathy. Mm-hmm. And we, the connections we made, 100% yeah. we're thinking about it. Yeah, because I've always questioned, like, how can Ted Bundy be so brutal but also care about specific, like, group of people? Right. Weird that you have, like... No empathy toward certain people, but then some toward others. And some people will say, well, it's their darker side, that they don't show those people. Well, yeah, but why? Why do they not show those people that darker side? And then some people will say, well, because they're psychopaths. Yes, we know that they're psychopaths, Mm -hmm. but why are they a psychopath? Like, what goes down deep into that to make them a psychopath? Mm -hmm. And then you have the people that go, they were raised that way. They had a horrible childhood. Right. They tortured animals. Yeah, we know all that. But, but why? That's part of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to dig into the why of it, you know? Yes. Um, there was a quote in it in this article A dark empath may actually be more dangerous than a more cold and unfeeling dark triad type because the so called dark empath can draw you in closer. Mm-hmm. And do more harm as a result. Which is so creepy. Like, yeah, anyone you know could be a dark empath and you don't know it. Yeah. And I think we now have a new phrase, a dark empath. Yep. I think it's a new thing. So just be warned that there's dark <laughs> empaths out there, guys. Yeah. Um, as if scared you of sociopaths now be <laughs> even as, scared. Or... As if you didn't have any more reason to want to stay right. in your house on the daily and never leave again. There are now dark empaths that exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, something a little darker. We want to put our thoughts and prayers out there mm-hmm. for the 18 children that were taken away too early. Yes. Um, School shooting in Texas. Yep. It's very sad. And my my heart is out there. Um, for all those parents that don't get to bring mm-hmm. their babies home and be with them. And I'd like to say that, and this is my stance on it, but prayers or not prayers, policy changes. Right. Like there needs to be something. Why yeah. do you think mass shooters go to supermarkets mm-hmm. and go to schools and go to large gatherings? Yeah. Like they go because they know that there's people there. That's yeah. where they want to go, where they can do the most harm. Right. And again, I feel like our country's just continuing to go backwards. Yeah. You can preach gun control all you want, but at this point in time, I don't think gun control is going to really help. Nope. I really don't. Um, I saw somebody talking about how the idea of giving all of our retired veterans a job to guard places like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good... That is a really good idea. I really do, like... I mean, they'd obviously have to go through a lot of tests to be able to be a security for a school. Mm -hmm. But if that's what it's going to take to have security, give the job to somebody who protected our country at one point in time that needs a job. Yeah. And again, thoughts and prayers go out to those families. Our hearts are with you. 100%. Okay. We would say a lighter note, but... Not really a lighter note. Not, not really. Not a lighter note uh, at all when you're talking about 
<laughs> true crime. Yes. However, fa- more fascinating and right. And we'll um, throw a little bit. Not of very current <laughs> comedy in here. Hopefully. <laughs> well, it's all. It's always been our true crime comedy right. hour. So yeah. we'll keep it. We'll yes. keep it at that. Um, we're gonna do a little recap, right? Yeah, a okay. little recap. So. We talked about Dorothea Puente. She had a terrible childhood. Her parents were raging alcoholics, super abusive. Um, She went through life just doing odd jobs, sex work, and conning people. Mm -hmm. You know, the normal normal childhood things you go through. I mean, what do you got to do, right, (laughs) to make some money? Right. We were talking about how... She only had maybe, like, one real government-paying job. Yeah, she, where she was a nurse, but mm-hmm. we heard how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, right. An unlicensed nurse, nonetheless. Right. So maybe not really a full-time, like, government-paying job, since she lied about that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't well, really know. I know, right? If she's ever actually had to work like a normal person. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. Don't think so. It's all been a big long con for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last thing she did was she met a man at a bar, went home with them, and drugged him, robbed him, all that fun stuff. While he was watching her do yes. this, right? Yes. So she had drugged him with a drug that made his mind awake, but his body completely paralyzed. So he watched everything go down. Um. She got caught for that, arrested, but charmed her way out of going to jail right away. She did know that she was going to have to face the music eventually for that and was going to go to trial Mm, um, three months down the road. So, um, Dorothea is now out of work because she lost her quote-unquote nursing job. (laughs) And um, she decided to team up with her friend Ruth Monroe, whose husband was dying of terminal cancer. Perfect for Dorothea. That's right up her alley. What was that dark empath that we were talking about? So her plan was to start a catering business with her friend Ruth, but she did not have much money. And that's where Ruth came in. Mm. Dorothea asked Ruth for the funds to start the business with the promise of making her money back plus profit. Okay. Yeah. So they opened a joint bank account where Ruth deposited $2,000 to start the business. In April of 1982, Ruth's husband's health was declining quickly, and Dorothea offered to let Ruth come and stay with her once he had passed. Mm. Of course, I know, such a sweet lady. (laughs) Of course, Dorothea had an ulterior motive for letting her move in. Of course. So Ruth started to seem spacey and distant. And the people who knew and loved her most were noticing that something was wrong. Of course, this happens right when she moves in with Dorothea. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ruth's daughter asked Dorothea what was going on with her mother, and she claimed that Ruth had had a mental breakdown, and the doctors had given her a medication that made her tired, so like a sedative kind of. Mm. Um, Ruth's daughter believed this and thanked Dorothea for taking care of her mother. Mm. 
Yeah, okay. Sure. She was definitely taking care of her. Yeah. Taking care of her yeah. right to the deathbed. Right. <laughs> taking care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Heavy um, on the air quotes. Right. <laughs> so one day, Dorothea called Ruth's son to tell him that Ruth's health was on the decline. When he arrived to their house, Ruth was curled up in a ball in the corner and was unable to speak or move. What? Okay. And based off of Dorothea's, you know, her explaining away of things, they chalked it up to being a bad flu. What? If I walked in the house and saw right? any one of my family members yeah. curled up in the fetal position, totally fine before. I would be raising hell. I'd yeah. be questioning a lot of things. So the next morning, Ruth's children were all called to come over to Dorothea's house because Ruth had passed away. Are you kidding me? They were there the day before. Yep. What the crap? Yeah. Um, no. That's mysterious. <sighs> so Dorothea claimed that she um, had figured that Ruth had taken too much of her medication. And possibly on purpose. Did it... Okay. Well, oh, because her husband already died, right? <coughs> yes. Um, so, and then she moved in with Dorothea. Yep. And then health declined immediately. Yep. <sighs> so, obviously, Ruth's children didn't believe this story and said that their mother would never take her own life, especially without, like, leaving a letter or... Getting her affairs in order, anything, yeah. Because she was very, she loved her kids, and she would never leave them. Like I could see her being depressed because right. her husband died. So like that's totally yeah. plausible, right? But from being like this person with a personality, super outgoing, wanting to do stuff and move on with her yeah. life, to all of a sudden dead yep. within like months. If that. She knew her husband was dying, so it's not like it was unexpected or anything. I definitely question that. Yep. So the autopsy showed a drug overdose of Tylenol and codeine. Neither of these medications were prescribed to her. (sighs) Things that make you go, what the fuck? I know. So Ruth's son-in-law pointed to Dorothea based on the strange situation and how quickly his mother-in-law had declined after having moved in with Dorothea. Mm. He looked through Ruth's recent medical history, which showed she had not gone to the doctor for a mental breakdown and hadn't been prescribed any medication. Hmm. Hmm. At least Uh, somebody's doing some digging. Right? So, Ruth's son-in-law went to the police with this information, but they claimed that there was no solid evidence to show any foul play. What? Yeah. I'm confused. I know. I don't know how she keeps getting away with all this stuff. I mean, I guess you could find a way to explain that away a little bit, because there's no telling if if Ruth was forced to take the medication or took it on her own. Her husband did just die, but I don't know. Sorry, I know, based off I'm of, just. I feel like based off of also Dorothea's history, like yeah. 
things should be adding up for cops, and they're not. They're not. She's just getting away with this stuff. Yep. Right in front of their faces. Oh, my God. While she's still awaiting trial for drugging someone. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. So it's now time for Dorothea to go on trial for the charges against her for drugging and robbing Malcolm, the man from the bar. Boy, I can't wait to hear how she gets out of this one. So police had found that she had done the same to three other people. None of these other victims were willing to testify. I'm just, I'm shaking my head constantly, guys. I I wish you could just see the looks on my face. So Dorothea had a feeling she was going to spend a lot of time in prison, so she started making a plan. She withdrew all of Ruth's money from the bank account that they had shared together and bought a ticket to Mexico. All right. Solid plan. Mm-hmm. But before leaving for Mexico, she ended up at a friend's house named Dorothy. Why so many Dorothys? I don't know. <laughs> it was a popular name. Here we go. It's going to be confusing again. It's a popular name. We had a Dorothy last episode. So Dorothea is the evil bitch, guys. Dorothy's the good one. (laughs) (sighs) So she showed up there unannounced around 11 a.m. with a bunch of alcohol. (laughs) Said, let's let's have some drinks. (laughs) 11 a.m. Okay. So Dorothea, of course, um, went into the kitchen and made the drinks. What would you do if I showed up at your house at 11 a.m. with a bunch of alcohol? <laughs> I mean, some days I'd be like, yep, let's let's go. <laughs> let's do this. You'd <laughs> be like, okay. <coughs> someone, uh, someone needs to talk. Right. <laughs> so Dorothy remembers having a second drink and then waking up on her couch about 12 hours later. She's at it again, folks. Yep. So when she woke up, Dorothea was gone, along with a lot of valuable items and money. Oh, this girl. <laughs> so Dorothy also notices a white powder on her kitchen counter that she doesn't recognize. So that explains why she was unconscious for so long. I don't even... Uh, All still while awaiting trial. Yep. Guys, just so you're aware. Yep. So Dorothy immediately called the police and they tracked Dorothea down with some stolen items. She didn't try and get rid of them or anything. She just kept them. (laughs) This girl's either the smartest or the dumbest. Yes. But she's like, she has a very smart, cunning moment. And then she has like really dumb, idiot moments. So police held Dorothea until her court date, which... Was just a few days away, so they're like, let's just keep her here so she doesn't do any more damage. Jesus, why the fuck not? She should have been in jail until her court date. Oh, and they added some more charges because of the Dorothy situation. Mm -hmm. She pled guilty and was sentenced to five years in prison. Um, Dorothea's friend Ruth, the one who had passed away... Um, Their children tried to reopen their mother's case to add more charges for that, but it didn't work out, and it actually was worse for them than it was in the first place, and they ruled Ruth's death as a suicide. (sighs) Those poor kids. I know. 
Poor family. That's insane, though. <laughs> yeah, this girl. Anyways, so Dorothea had only served three years of her sentence, but she actually enjoyed her time in prison. Oh, I wonder <laughs> why. Everyone loved her because of her crazy stories, which we all know are fake. Mm-hmm. So Dorothea started writing letters back and forth with a 77-year-old man named Edison. Thank God his name isn't Dorothy. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Too many Dorothy's. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> I just can't get over, like, I guess if you go back and look at, like, census or uh-huh. names and see what was the most popular name, I bet you at that time it would have been Dorothy. Right. It's a very <laughs> old lady name. Like, <laughs> Someone do that research, please. Right. <laughs> Let us know what the most popular name was. For real. <laughs> Gertrude, Dorothy. I feel like these are all my family members. You know, we tease Autumn when she's being a brat. We call her Mildred. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Muriel. <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> Come on, people. There Lots are other names. names. <laughs> Kids, stop naming your baby girls with the letter D. Starting with the letter right. D. Switch it up a bit. All right, so Edison was a lonely man after his wife had passed away and was looking for love in the wrong place. Yeah, I'd say uh, sending letters back and forth to a woman in prison is probably not the best place to find love. Yeah. So Dorothy and Edison started exchanging love letters, but only after she learned that he was receiving pension checks. Oh, there it is. Yep. Her next meal ticket. So, in 1985, she was 56 years old, and she was released from prison. She had to go undergo a psychological evaluation again. This is her third one, I believe. Every time she gets in trouble, she has to go through psychological evaluation. Well, their system's broke. It didn't work. They said that she needed to be monitored for potential psychosis. Okay. Yep. And in the past, she had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, but they decided to just keep going with that, not add any other health issues on there. Just just a casual schizophrenia, you know. I just... What year is this again? Uh, Do we remember? 1985. Oh, Okay. In my mind, I was thinking it was a lot earlier than that. Nope. Um, wow. Okay. Not going to say anything else. <laughs> I, I mean, if you think about the 80s. Right. Like, there was a lot of things that people still weren't sure about. A lot of medication testing. Yep. So, okay. That makes a little bit of sense. So, Edison actually picked Dorothea up from prison because they had planned to be together upon her release. Right off into the sunset with your pension pension checks. So, he packed up all of his belongings and planned to start a new life with Dorothea. He proposed to her that day. Oh. Okay. This is her, I don't know, eighth fiancé. (laughs) This girl. (sighs) (sighs) So they moved back into the house she was living in before she went into prison. Somehow, the family, um, if we remember from last episode, 
she was staying with a Hispanic family mm-hmm. in their, like, upstairs apartment. And three years later... Yep. They're like, oh, yeah, come back. Weird. Okay. wonder if they knew all this stuff about her. They had no, to have. I know, right? Anyways. So, Dorothea was on parole, but no one at all kept up on what she was doing. She was supposed to have regular evaluations, and those never happened either. Yeah, she's supposed to be checking with her PO, right? Yep. Slipped through the cracks. That's why, like, this... Not all serial killers and not all psychopaths are, like, big brute of men. They're these tiny little old ladies that you could be offering to help get their groceries in their trunk. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know. I'm just... Throwing that out there. Dark empaths. That's what we're saying. (laughs) Just letting you guys know. So this is when Edison stopped responding to letters from his children who lived in Oregon. They were, of course, immediately concerned knowing that Dorothea had just gotten out of prison. They called the Sacramento Police Department to go check up on their father. Huh? Well, at least with them, or with Edison, he has family that's worried. So, when police arrived, he was completely fine, but he was upset with his children for calling police, and he called his children one last time to tell them how angry he was, and then cut all contact with them. He's like, I'm doing what I want, leave me alone. He's like a teenager. I mean... I guess he has a point, a little bit of one, if you think about it. Like, 77 years old at this point, he really doesn't give a fuck. like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, Dorothea ended up writing to Edison's family to keep them updated on how and what he was doing. So, they were like, oh, that's nice. I'm really confused by this woman. I know. (laughs) I know. She, like, is so nice at some points, and then you're like, how? are you such a monster i'm so confused especially since i know well we know what we know of her and we haven't obviously said anything yet but like i'm this is weird to me like i walk past old people neighbors all the time on my little walks with wild and that makes me question things yeah this this lady's gotta be questioning people this guy i guess was like super into making yard art like oh edison yeah that's what his hobby was he would just like make Wooden yard art. Like, they were the ideal, like, old couple. Living in a tiny apartment above a Mexican yep. family. And it, she just confuses me. Yeah. I don't know where my brain wants to sit with her. I really yeah. don't. Like, the part of me wants to have some kind of, like, now I'm at a loss for words, as usual, Um but I guess empathy is the word. Like, right. I feel bad for the way she was raised, the way that she had to carry on through life, mm-hmm. thinking that that was, like, a way to do things. Right. But look at all her siblings. But then, yeah, and then look at, like, what she's doing. Yeah. What part of her thinks that's okay. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm still very confused by her. I know. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I still hate her. Right. I don't, I, I don't like her. Everything I've heard, they're like, oh, she was so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like her. And if you see pictures of her, like, like yeah. we talked about in our first episode, she looks like a harmless little old lady. Yep. Really. So yeah. that's why it's so confusing. I'd I'm take telling her cookies you. if I saw her. Right. <laughs> I'm, 
telling you guys what we cannot be the only ones that are confused by the way this lady operates um so the family that dorothea was renting from ended up moving out and they were either planning on selling the house or continuing to rent it to dorothea and edison so they decided you know what we like it here let's keep living but we don't need a three-story house all to ourselves Mm. So, this is where things get real crazy. So, Dorothea's grand plan is to open up a boarding house. Yet again. On the same street as the last one she opened up, by the way. (laughs) I know. She's not even supposed to. I know. This is her third boarding house she's opened up. And also, one of her parole terms was that she was not supposed to work in the medical field at all. Yeah. So, if you go back. Or take care of anyone in general. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You go back to her terms of, like, <coughs> everything that happened before she went to jail for three years. She's not right. supposed to be doing this. Yep. And if you open a boarding house, I believe you're supposed to have licenses, mm-hmm. depending on the type of boarding house. Right. Um, zoning. So you have to have people come inspect the house. Yep. Interesting. But yet again, none of her parole officers were even checking up on her at all. And this is in the 80s. Yep. So not very long ago, guys. 30-something years ago. Yeah. (sighs) This girl. This is where I'm going to leave off because the next part is all... Everything. Where everything goes down, and I want to have some suspense for that, because it gets crazy. I do know a little bit, because I watched that show that she is in, and I did do a little bit of, like, sidebar research just to kind of prepare myself, so I do know what we're getting ourselves into, but I don't know all the details. Yeah. And I'm, so this is where I'm excited. The show kind of starts the worst roommate ever. Oh, this is where they pick up. Yep. Oh. Yep. I'm excited. I know. She's crazy. I will. You guys should weigh in and let us know. Yes, please. Like, would you accept cookies from her? <laughs> would you walk her dog for her? Take out her trash for her, mow her lawn? I mean, I would. I would. It's just weird. Ted Bundy did things like, I have a broken arm, and, like, guised himself to get girls closer to yeah. his vehicle so he can knock them out, um, which is where I think the joke of don't ever walk up to a van that has a free puppy sign on it <laughs> yes. stems from. Yes. <laughs> but when you're looking at a, a 30-something-year-old man versus a 55-year-old right. lady. Who looks like she's in her 70s. Yeah, oh yeah, that's also a thing, too. Look at the pictures of her, and you'll understand that we're like, I'm confused! She's so confusing. I know. I don't get it. Um, But definitely falls into that dark empath that we were talking about. 100%. so much. You guys should definitely look up that article, too, and read more of it. Or just do your own research on it. I might dig more into that. Yeah. And find out exactly, like, where they think... It sits. Because that's interesting to me. I also now want to make a t-shirt that says <laughs> something about dark empaths. <laughs> if you're a dark empath, please don't talk to me. 
I don't trust you. <laughs> if you have any of the dark triad um, personality types, bye. <laughs> you fit into these categories. <laughs> if you like setting fires, if you like torturing animals. <laughs> Just have a whole list. Just don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, if any one of these falls under your most happiest hobbies, leave me alone, yeah, please. No. <laughs> and don't go up to a van that has a sign that yeah. says free puppies or on house. it. Just don't. Or please. House. We, oh, gosh. We should share that at some point. What? The girls who were in that house for, like, years oh yeah where they had puppies we should oh we've got a lot there's so much there's so much this we'll never run out of things to talk about because our world is fucked up never (laughs) so fucked up (laughs) never run out of things to talk about i wish we could get out episodes more frequently sometimes but we both work and have to we have our own lives people i'm sorry (laughs) um maybe if we become billionaires off of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) we'll put out an episode every day (laughs) also you guys need to send in stories because we want to do a listener stories episode we want to do mini-sodes uh we had one of our friends actually send a story to us on our facebook and we will be well it was actually on my facebook but um tara just created a facebook Mm -hmm. for our podcast so um a tale as old as crime yeah and then we will have we have a TikTok. I haven't posted anything on it yet because I want to have good creative ideas for you guys to see. So eventually it'll all come together. But send us some ideas because we want to do mini-sodes for you guys. We have one mm-hmm. that we're going to do um, between this case and the next one. Yep. Um, but we need more of them. I know. We need Not more. just true crime either. Like ghost stories. Yeah. Interact Sasquatch, with us. aliens, whatever. We Anything like, weird. We like when you guys interact with us. <laughs> we want to share your creepy stories. Come on. We can leave your name out. We can yep. keep it anonymous if you really want to. Or if you want yeah. to put some personal information in there. That's fine with us too. It's all on you. What you yeah. want us to share. But come on guys. Yes. Interact with us a little bit more. Um, and then we'll pick up merch again soon. Mm-hmm. Just don't know when. But we always <laughs> yes. talk about it. And I just want you guys to know that we are oh, no. thinking about it. Just not quite there yet, I guess. Hopefully um, this uh, Mercury retrograde is over soon. February <laughs> 3rd. I cannot wait. I love that you do that because I don't follow that at all. <laughs> so Tara will tell me when, if I'm feeling off, she'll tell me about like the planets and things I knew going it. on. The second uh, it started, I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> no. I'm not. I can't. I'm just not one of those people that follows that too much, right. I guess. But I feel it. Like, it's Gemini season now, which most... Serial killers are Geminis, so... Oh. Great. Now I'm going to do some horoscope digging, because... Virgos, Geminis... I never knew... I never put that... Are, like, the top two. I've heard people say that. I've never put that together. And they say astrology's not real. Huh. I'll share, actually, on our Instagram, I have a list of serial killers and their signs. Oh, you should. I'll share that on our Instagram, because super... Super interesting. Interesting. I want to see it. Yeah. I never really knew that. 
I don't follow. I know I'm a Taurus, and I know that makes Same. me stubborn. I'm a Taurus too. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> Anything I do that um, I get really stubborn about, I'll be like, blame it on my Taurus. Yep. Sorry. That's all you get from me. I'm bullheaded. My coworkers guessed that I was a Taurus. So I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what does that say about me? He showed off very well, Tara. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for today. Yes. So episode... Get ready for part three when it gets real crazy. Yeah. Episode three, part three coming up. And, and hopefully I can breathe again. I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we were down with the sickness, okay? <laughs> down with the sickness. We're we're getting rid of it. That song as our outro. (laughs) I kept thinking about that in my head when I was talking about the sickness. (laughs) Down with the sickness. I can't do the. Oh no! I'm not even gonna try. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna try. No, Um, it's too embarrassing. Uh, we'll see when we can record again, but hopefully soon. Yes. All right, guys. Stay freaky. Yes. (laughs) Bye, murder freaks. Bye, murder freaks.